0: Hey
1: guys, welcome back to another episode of the Outlaw Country Podcast. Today, we're lucky enough to be joined once again by Curtis Grimes. He's the first time we've had an artist back on for the second time. So thanks again for joining, Curtis. Thanks for having me. Good to see
0: you guys again.
1: I think last time we saw you was out at Bucks. What was that? In the, was that in the fall last time you were up there?
0: That's right. Oh, Bucks, man. I love that place.
1: <laughs> we were just there last night. One of our uh, buddies, Shelby Lee Lowe was was playing her show out there. And it was, it was a good time.
2: That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. I say, um, I guess since we've seen you, what have you been up to lately? I know you, uh, just released an album last week and, um, you had a couple like EPs throughout the year, but what else you've been doing? Yeah,
0: y'all caught me at a good time. We just had a, uh, a number one album on iTunes. Um, and so that that was a good start. We'll see what happens with the Billboard stuff. Uh, that chart will come out Friday. Um, we've been back on the road touring. Pretty, pretty wide open now. Hope Hopefully that, that doesn't slow down again. Um. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. We put out a worship EP. That was just kind of a little fun side project. That's y'all. Y'all been our show. We we throw in a few worship songs at the uh, towards the end of our set, and we just recorded it. And originally, we were supposed to be like uh, just a, a video. We were going to put on YouTube, and then we just bounced the audio to to Spotify and all the digital outlets as well, just just for fun. Well, with that new album
1: um, that you put out last week and how well it's doing are you talking with any labels or trying to get in touch with with them at all or are you are you happy being independent
0: man we haven't um i i don't know what's going to come of all this i mean it'd probably be kind of silly if they wouldn't at least give us a, a conversation now uh, it's pretty hard for independent to roll out a number one album um yeah. so so i think that probably says something to an extent at least but for me man, I own all my masters. We release this thing by ourselves. So aside from National Radio play, I mean, you you get the whole goal of a label releasing an album through a label is to get a number 1. So if you can do it yourself and you're not having to chop up, you know, the the pot, then I guess there's no reason to change that. But we'll see what happens. It'd be nice if we could we could get a um a big time booking agent out of it that's kind of we've been booking everything in house and we're we're staying busy so it would have to make sense it'd have to be somebody's gonna give us on you know bigger better paying shows you know other than other than that it's not really doesn't really make sense So i don't know we're in a we're in a very unique spot a lot of guys are are not in the position we are and that's definitely has some pros and cons but for right now man it's uh We've been very blessed to, to, one, have a full calendar, and, two, like I said, have a, have a pretty good big release. Um, the last, I guess, ten singles we've sent to radio here in Texas have gone number one. So we got the regional radio play as well. And I don't know, man. We're just kind
1: of feeling
0: it out, <laughs> rolling along.
1: Well, you mentioned how you got the, the number one uh, album with, with what dropped last week. Uh, it reminds me of what, what goes on in Texas, like guys like you, Cody Johnson, Aaron Watson, that have been grinding it out for years and are, are slowly but surely seeing the success. It, it, it's almost I have to scare labels a little bit, just kind of seeing that you, you don't you don't need them to be successful. And that's what I think Texas country has always kind of been about.
0: I think it definitely levels the playing field. Of course, they're always going to have a stronghold on radio play. Yeah. And ultimately, you get to a point where you're a, a Cody Johnson and you can pretty much draw up your own deal and say, hey, we're already doing this. Like, What can you add to the table? And, but yeah, definitely levels the playing and field and, and gives you better negotiating terms when you are able to have success um, like, like at this level as an independent artist.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, since you've been out touring again, since the world's opened up, like, how does that feel? Where have you been um, since since everything's opened back up?
0: Man, we've
1: uh, we've hit it hard. We went at, to um,
0: Montana, Wyoming last month, and my wife and kids got to fly out there with us. Just we had four days off, so they flew there into into bozeman and hung out with us we went over to yellowstone and just had a good time so so that was fun um we're doing kind of coming up down the pipeline we're doing an acoustic holiday um tour with uh william michael morgan david adam burns and myself i've never done anything like that but december is always a slow month so we were trying to figure out how can we really maximize that that downtime and a lot of venues are on board i mean we're we're everywhere from grand junction i think as far east as we go over to atlanta or sorry west and then atlanta on the east coast and i think we're we're playing the midwest coming along through arkansas and nashville stop and i think there's a, a west virginia date in there too so so that'll be that'll be a pretty good little trip here later in the year um, but for us, we we were able to play church events. We're able to play family friendly things. So when the bars and honky tonks were shut down, that didn't really affect us like it did some of these other bands. And then once those venues opened back up, now we got to um, to another well to pull from. So we've probably played just as many shows, if not more than any other act in Texas because of that, because we're not limited to just one, one Avenue.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't you in Nebraska either tomorrow or the next day? Right. Don't you have a show in Nebraska here soon. We're supposed to do
0: Hay Center, but we had to, we had to reschedule that so oh, we'll okay. probably bounce that to, to next year, but yeah, we're supposed to do, um, um, uh, ag some kind of ag thing fair or something uh in hay center but yeah we'll probably have to bounce that to next year
1: okay gotcha gotcha
2: um i guess kind of going back to like kind of what you said about being able to go between like the bars and uh uh like the churches and everything like is there ever like a time, like, is it kind of like a weird transition going from the church, like kind of shows to a bar show for you? Or, um, I guess like, I know when you're at the bar, you'll play some, uh, kind of Christian music in there too, but some of the other ones you might not be able to really play at a like church event. So like kind of, what's that like? There's
0: about three or four songs that I won't do at the church, but for (laughs) the most part, our set's pretty, pretty crossover, you know, and if, we kind of set it up say, Hey, this is, this is our ministry, if you will, where, Mm -hmm. where we go into bars and honky tonks and, you know, we're not beating people over the head with the Bible, but we're definitely uh, shining a light in some dark places at times. And I'll share my testimony and just kind of just remind people that, that God loves them and Jesus loves them and, and just um, really kind of be more positive, uplifting. Um, And so, when we play churches, we kind of set it up as that because some of those songs we play are, are pretty secular, but but none of them get too crazy. <laughs> you know, we, we try to be appropriate. But um, that that being said, we kind of we kind of can play. Play anywhere with the, with our staple set list.
1: Yeah, I, I remember when we saw you last time uh, at Bucks, you played a I, I want to say it was a cover song as a Christian song it's it's normally kind of a, a pop song I, I can't think of the name of it but uh i remember i got i got i was hanging out with my girlfriend the next day and i got in the car and she was playing that same song and i i'd never heard it before until the night before and i thought that was just the <laughs> weirdest coincidence
0: <laughs> it's probably a reckless love or graves in the gardens Reckless I, love. I think it was reckless love yes yeah so see that's other thing too is if we're gonna bust off some worship songs we gotta pick the ones that are relevant that people are going to at least have the the closest chance of of knowing or hearing you know outside of that environment uh so you gotta you gotta be careful man you gotta respect people's attention and and you know willingness to let you slide those in so we kind of do like a shortened version and then we we make sure we're not dwelling on the slow, lowly, you know, drawn out ones. We got to throw in a tempo in there. And then it's almost like you want to be done before people realize that you just had a worship block. So there's a, there's a tasteful way to do that where you, where you're not just being obnoxious, you know?
1: I, I think you, you do a great job of that at your show. I mean, we brought some buddies along with us when we saw you and, and they, they had a great time we all really enjoyed the show. Yeah.
0: Awesome, man! I uh, always appreciate hearing good feedback, and, and yeah, it's good to see you guys out there.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, sure, I can't remember what I was gonna say now. I was well. gonna say the same thing. Just I, your show, like you do, like you do a fantastic job, like just blending that stuff in there, and um it's just man, seeing you and uh, perform at Bucks, that was just awesome, and it was just it was a fun show to be at. Like you just everyone was invested. People were up there dancing and not Bucks ain't a big place. And so to, for, for people to find a room in there to dance, like it was just awesome to watch. <laughs> Thanks, man. We
0: try to have fun. We try to make sure that if we're having fun on stage, you hope that that translates to, to the audience, to, to the, to the folks at the venue. And, you know, af- after that, it's kind of on them, you know, we, we can only control what we control and the rest is what it is.
1: Oh, uh. One, probably one of my favorite song by you is "River Road Dream," and whenever I hear that song, yeah, it just brings me back um, to like old Alan Jackson. Is that kind of like what influenced you on, on that that song? It, that's a, what it reminds me a lot of.
0: For sure. So I wrote that one with uh, Trent Willman, and when we were going in to to record it, I said, "Man, I I want you to go 1990s." Alan Jackson, Full Blown, Britt Mason, like that hot fiddle, fiddle kickoff. Uh, so that is exactly the reference that, that I used for that song, because that's, for me, that is country music. That's, that's what I first remember listening to on the radio, uh-huh. driving down the road with my dad in the truck. And, and kind of the older I got, the more I started listening to the older the more traditional sound and your, your Vern guys and Keith Whitley, George Jones, guys like that. But the, my introduction to country music was George Strait, Alan Jackson, that, that sound. So um, that is definitely what we had, what the plan and what the goal was. Uh, with that one. Yeah.
1: And it, it goes over so well. And I think sometimes I'm even guilty of it to realize country music is, is it's okay for it to be fun too. It doesn't have to be sad songs all the time. And, <laughs> I mean, that song, I love it because, one, it sounds like Alan Jackson, and then I think the story behind it is great. It reminds me a lot of, I don't know if you've heard the song Fence Posts by uh, Cody Johnson. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of, just wanting to get um, some land that you've dreamed of your whole life. and I mean, I I would love to get that as well so I I can relate a lot to it.
0: Yes, sir.
2: That's another good one. Yeah. So, I mean, with your uh, new album, like, uh, with it being called like Curtis Grimes like is there a reason like you chose that one to kind of be like your self-titled album Do you, is there a specific reason why you went with that uh your name for this one so I hadn't played the the self-titled album
0: card yet and I figured <laughs> by this time I've been doing it shoot almost 13 years I should have my my <laughs> brand and my sound and my my music figured out by now so if there ever was a time to to do a self title. this is probably it, you know. Um, and that being said, too, I had a heavy hand in making this from 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 all aspects. Um, I wrote seven of the ten. Uh, I had a had a pretty heavy hand in mixing, kind of the final mixes. Uh, so you know, this guitar there, different guitar here, fiddle up, different vocal there, all all that stuff, and um, and then too, this is random. So a guy was supposed to do the artwork and kind of last minute he flaked out on me. So I did the album art for my for this project, too, which is, is I don't know what I'm doing, but I, I faked it till I made it. <laughs> and uh, so, so it's pretty reflective of me, man, in, in pretty much every every regard. So if there was a self-titled album that I, I have ever put out, this is probably the most appropriate one.
2: I, that's exactly what I was thinking when I first listened to it. I was like, if there is going to be one, like that's called Curtis Grimes. Like I feel like this is the perfect one for it. So that's just awesome. And I, the fact that like all the work you put into it, then like, and doing it on your own, it just, it makes it that much more like meaningful for it to be your name on there.
0: Right. And we got to have a little fun with it too. So we're doing vinyl and cassette tapes um, for this one. And of course they have your, your side A and side B. Mm-hmm. Well, I like I like the more slow, sad, traditional stuff. Obviously, the radio s- singles are usually more tempo, fun, um, moving. So I put the the, the more commercial sound and radio friendly stuff on the A side. And then I put the more the more country stuff, country air stuff on the B side. So it kind of gives gives. Hey, this is the stuff that keeps us relevant. Hey, this is the stuff I play at a bonfire uh, with my friends on you know on Saturday night. Um, so that was another kind of fun thing that that I've never been able to do. For it's kind of establish two two different sides of the coin. And of course, if you listen to it digitally, just track one through five would be would be your A, and six through ten be be your B. So
1: when um, when you were dropping these singles. In 2020, did you know this was going to be your uh, end goal to have it on this album, or were you just trying to put music out um, when, when it was ready and when you when you just wanted to keep your fans engaged?
0: Kind of both. So the the worst thing about putting out an album historically is you put out an album, you got a single that you released to to kind of launch it, and then you get another three or four songs and then that's kind of old news. You got to go into the next project. So there's always several songs that don't get much attention. And a lot of people don't listen to albums anymore. They listen to just the singles that you're promoting. Um, And so I tried to figure out a way to avoid that, but still stay relevant in a single driven market. So we started putting out singles that were going to be on this project. And, And now that it has come out, we have five number ones on it and we still should get another three or four songs so when it's all said and done we'll have maximized pretty much the whole record and and ultimately the the the, the in a perfect world it, it end up more of a greatest hits compilation than just a, another album so so far everything's kind of going as planned but there wasn't really much thought more than more than that was Hey, we got to pump singles out every three or four months, but I don't want to burn through the album. So this was kind of how we were able to maintain the
1: best of both worlds. And yeah. was there was there really a, any decision on which ones you were were going to release first? Like River Road Dream kind of was the first one. Was that on purpose, or is that just the first one you recorded?
0: Man, I don't. I always live by the adage of put your best foot forward because you never know if you're going to get another. So that, that's kind of how we, we treated it was at the time, you know, we recorded four blocks or we recorded four songs every February. So at that time, I thought River Road was the best song of those of those four that we had recorded at that time. And I mean, there's more to it. There's there's uh, you don't really want to put out a slow, boring, sad song in the middle of summer. Uh, and also you, you kind of try to be smart about what else is at radio and and um, and just try to try to try to play that angle, too. But for the most part, generally speaking, I try to put out the best song we have at that time or the best available. one, Right. So so right now we, we just put out Noah Built a Boat. So of the five songs left, like. As far as quote unquote radio singles go, like that was that one was a pretty top dog. I mean, that's got the catchy hook. That's got the groove. That's got the the little moving tempo, the song, the kind of song that people would jam out out on the lake at uh, on a boat at a lake this summer. So so that was kind of for me, the no brainer when it slows down in the fall. I'll probably slip one of the one of the country, the slow country ballads out there. Um, another another random thing we did I, I cut a Christmas song uh, our management company did a little ep and I got Doug stone to sing a little feature on it and that's one of the guys that I grew up listening to quite a bit um, and so that was that was cool that's cool to be able to work with somebody that's a country music legend in my eyes and um, so I think they' I think they're gonna put that thing out just kind of semi-promoted Slash just give somebody a Christmas song. Uh, It's pretty paper actually. Uh, um, Is a song, but I don't know, man. It's you try to you try to make the best decision, and so far, it's um, it's working for us. Just very thankful. Yeah, it's going it's
1: going real well for you, especially like you said, number one album right now. So we're happy. You know, I I never take
0: any of this for granted. Like I don't just because we put out a single, like, I don't automatically assume, oh, it's going to go number one just because the one before it did. Like, at some point, it's going to be the last one, you know? At some point, like, the the streak's going to come to an end. So I never take for granted any spin, like, all the program directors and DJs that, that are still playing my music here 13 years in. Like, I'm just thankful for all of it, man.
1: Yeah, um I was a little off topic. I wanted to ask you about this living down in Texas. Uh, and you're a big baseball guy. Are you what what do you what do you think with what's going on with the Astros and what happened with them in the World Series? Are you an Astros fan or or what?
0: So honestly, I grew up about two hours east of Dallas and Nolan Ryan was my dude. I wanted to be Nolan Ryan when I grew up. And at that time he was playing with the Texas Rangers. So by default, I I just grew up a Rangers fan. And that's what I wanted to pitch for when I when I was big. Obviously that didn't happen. Um, now I live in San Antonio, so I'm, probably, I'm closer to Houston. But I don't know. If I if I had to pick, if I had to pick head to head, like I'd root for the Rangers. Okay. But yeah. with with the other stuff though, my thought is this. I think every single team in the league is going to do every single thing they can get away with to get an edge in any scenario. If they're not going to get caught and it's going to give them an ounce of an advantage, they're all doing it. So the silly part to me was all these guys coming out talking noise and ripping on that were probably doing similar things. That That's the only thing ultimately bothered me. Like I'm not saying that anyone should like back it or support it or condone it. Like you just say, "And eh, we got caught. All right, sorry. We'll stop doing it and going." But yeah, the ones that like just sit up there and acting like their team's never done anything sketchy—that's
1: <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: that's pretty silly. So I don't know. I'm kind of out. I don't really have a dog in the hunt. <laughs> it's funny
1: that you said that about Nolan Ryan because my, my my older brother's named Nolan. And when my parents were trying to come up with a name, my uncle's like, "Why don't you go with Nolan? Like Nolan Ryan. He's he was such a good pitcher." And so that's kind of, in a way, my brother's named after.
0: That's awesome. That is awesome, man. I, mean, I got you, to. Me, I got to meet him once. It was so cool. I definitely fan girl. He's oh. he's just <laughs> this old like humble cowboy, like just awesome.
1: We had to do the headlock and was just punching him up there. It's like. That's a, that's a bad dude. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah,
0: that's exactly right. That's man. That's a man's strength right there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just had to ask about that because I mean, we I don't know many people from Texas. So I just want to know what the opinion was of of that um, down there right now. I know it, it gets heated.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. Ah, eh, I don't really get caught up in it.
1: Honestly, man, I haven't been
0: following a lot of the professional sports lately I kind of got turned off with all the with all the political taking a knee all that junk I just
1: yeah
0: it's it's a turn off man so that being said I haven't really paid much attention lately what
1: about uh what's going on with the Longhorns down there they're moving over to the SEC well so I've kind of I've kind of got the sports center clip notes
0: version of that I've I've been in full blown hustling mode with, um, with with album stuff, but I we'll see what happens, man. I don't. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, I, I had I have a lot of buddies that went to UT. I hung out when I was in college. I hung out there way more than I should have, especially <laughs> since I was enrolled at Texas State. Um, so we always went to the games, had fun, but uh, if they didn't dominate in the last league they were in I don't think they're gonna do much better than they switch over but
2: yeah I don't know I think it was the governor or mayor of Texas I thought was today was ripping into I believe it was their athletic director in a meeting they're like how much do you spend on like athletics or whatever and he said some huge dollar amount and like and all that still just to get uh beat by TCU every year <laughs> right and uh, right. like uh, well you want to go pay more just to go get beat by Alabama now like I don't see the point in it.
0: <laughs> right? you got a point, man. You
2: got a point. Well,
1: I know, I don't know if you know, but we've had um, we've also had David Adam burns on um, on the show before and so after we talked with you last he, he came on, we really enjoyed talking with him. You normally go on tour or, or play shows with him around Texas or other parts.
0: Yeah, so we actually had Dave, uh, Dave on um, a few of our shows the last last couple of years, uh, especially when he was doing early on when he was doing his acoustic stuff, just to kind of get his foot in the door. Um, now, now of course he's doing more full band stuff. Things are kind of taking off for him, but um, I like David a lot, man. He's uh, he's super talented, great great singer, great entertainer, and he's got some just amazing music. So I think, uh, I think he's in his, in his groove now. So we'll see, we'll see what happens.
1: And for yourself, do you, do you ever see, um, if it were, if you were to talk to the label and get signed, would you ever leave Texas and go to Nashville or are your roots set set in Texas
0: at this point? No, I'd go back and forth. I'd fly back and forth. And for me, Honestly, it's as silly as it sounds. One of the terms for me to sign on with something like that would be to somehow have them a way to provide a bus. Not because I'm a diva and think I need a bus, but I got got two babies and a wife, and I'm just at the point where I'm not going to just... Be gone all the time while my kids are growing up. So, I would want at least a way to bring my kids on the road and the wife on the road. You know, I want it to be there because my priorities are are, are pretty pretty faith centered, and then family, and then music's after that. And I mean, not that I don't try, not that I don't give it the effort, but like it's not worth it at the end of the day if i have to give up being a good dad or husband just to make it in music like it's not worth it for me i mean if i can do both like we are now like it's great you know it's it's amazing actually um so that that would kind of be one of my really really big uh stickler points if we were to get into something and i had to do more more stuff based out of nashville we actually live. my wife and i live in nashville for three years um our my my daughter was born in nashville and then when we had our son we uh we got back to texas because i just i wasn't gonna leave her every weekend with two kids and um so we got back here where where she has some family to help her out
2: well one thing we always like to ask the uh people that we have on uh since we love talking about music we always are kind of curious uh What have you been listening to lately? Like what artists or songs have really been your go-to? Man, I, um,
0: (laughs) as silly as it sounds, I've been listening to a lot of worship stuff lately. I try to, I try to stay on top of that. Um, Like earlier when we were mentioning, what can I play in a bar that, that is going to work, that that's going to kind of be semi-commercial or well-known outside of this environment. So, like the preset, if you were to go turn my truck on right now, it's going to be on K Love or something, you know. Um, now, when I flip on flip on Spotify or something, um, and I go listen to albums, I'm going to be listening to some more traditional stuff, more of your older older country. That's just I guess I'm an old man now. That's what I listen to. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, we
2: love the
1: old traditional stuff. We love the Highway Man. We love Merle. All those guys, they're great.
0: Yeah, I just got a new truck and it's got, um, it's got the Sirius, it's got a little, uh, what's it called, like a... The Sirius? Trial, trial. Yeah, it's got a little like three-month trial
1: of Sirius, oh, I've, yeah.
0: I've been listening to Willie's, uh, Willie's Roadhouse on there a lot too.
1: Willie's great, I had the, I was lucky enough to see him in, in a concert one time, uh, about a year ago, or two years ago, and I just to be able to see, one of the highwaymen is, is awesome. So.
0: I know and then also too at at this rate, man, all the legends are are passing on. It's kind of more important to go catch the ones that are still around while we can.
1: Absolutely. you, you kind of talked touched about um I talked about how you want to be with your family when um if you were to be with a label and things like that. Uh what do your kids think about um you being a country music star? What do they think much of it or do they think it's pretty cool or what, what do they think?
0: They are obsessed, man. If I, if we were, if we were here to get in my, if we were to get my wife's car right now, it'll take them about thirty seconds to tell her to, to put my music on, and then as soon on the new record, and then as soon as one song ends, my son starts throwing a fit if you don't put a next song on fast enough. So they're pretty obsessed, and that's that's pretty cool, man. That's, awesome. that's That's a pretty cool feel you know it's like of all the people in the world that that you want approval from like <laughs> those two those two little ones are pretty high up on the list you know
1: do you like he, uh, do you care if you hear yourself on the radio or does that bother you because like i know cole here he does not like to listen to our <laughs> podcast at all he doesn't want to hear it but with your when your kids are playing it do you does that bother you or do you mind or do you like it no, I like the
0: fact that they want to hear it. And if, with the album, though, it's by the time an album comes out, you've already listened to it a thousand times, you know, just to nitpick every little, every little detail of it. So you're kind of numb to that first, you know, feeling you have the day you cut it. Um, And as far as radio goes, man, as long as they're playing our stuff on the radio, (laughs) that's kind of like job security. So, so it's, uh, it's, it's, and and it never gets old. Like it, if I hear my song on the radio now, it still feels the same as the first time I heard my song on the radio. Like that's, that's just, it's one of the coolest things in the world. Well,
1: I, I know, I know Texas does a great job, really shining the light on the real country music it seems outside of that state maybe up in oklahoma they do a good job but here in nebraska and and pretty much everywhere else in the us it's it's country top 40 you get you hear the same song every 15 20 minutes so i mean you it's it's real nice and you guys are lucky that you're able to get in the truck turn on the radio and not just instantly want to plug your connect to bluetooth or your ox you're able to they're able to recognize real
0: country music and pay homage to those guys You're right man we are um, we're pretty blessed and there there are a lot of stations down here down here that that support the independent guys like me and, and and play us our stuff regularly i mean now now there are several stations that are formatted to where they're just predominantly texas country and of course it started off as kind of like radio shows so when i when i first got into texas country I was listening to burnt CDs of Randy Rogers and Wade Bowen and Kevin Fowler like that. My, my buddy's like uh, sister's boyfriend burned for him. And, and of course that that's when this stuff wasn't getting played on the radio. And then we hit the like downloading era where you're downloading stuff off Napster or whatever. Um, So it's really progressed and and, and pretty incredible that now there are um, a few like devoted stations that are just playing the the, the texas guys so yeah we're, we're pretty blessed man and also the, the fans the support cast that we have here is is incredible man that the fact that you can predominantly play texas and sustain a living and just support your family and have radio play and just really be a quote-unquote like touring artist that's that they don't get, they don't have that luxury in many other places in the country. So, so it's uh, pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty thankful for it.
1: And like, I know, I know me and Cole, I, we just, and it's going to be like random hours close to midnight or something. And they'll, you might get a whiskey Myers Cody jinx song thrown on the radio. I mean, we'll text each other just that little, like little bit on the radio out here goes a long way for us. And I mean, showing, showing our friends, uh, this texas country uh scene that's going on down there it's everyone likes it it's just they don't they they, they can't get exposed to it up here and I, I just think that's that's a shame because what you guys are making is, is great
0: well, i appreciate
1: y'all giving us the spotlight too with your podcast guys
0: that's all those all these little things add up overall um earlier i was mentioning montana so there was one guy out there and his name is life and here about six years ago he started having texas artists come to montana and at the time he was like the only promoter in the region and he was just he believed in the stuff and he started bringing guys up and now he's turned that into a to like a full-blown scene up there so now you got guys coming up there like a lot of Texas acts coming out there. So so sometimes it just takes the one the one catalyst and, and, and people like you said, people enjoy it. They like that kind of underground thing going on and, and it gives them another option besides the the mundane top forty same song, different lyrics, rhythm.
2: Yeah. So um so yeah, I mean, y'all I appreciate what you guys are doing. I think you hit on it there at the end, like just it's a new sound and like it everyone's kind of got their own unique thing down there there's really not two artists in texas that you could say are like oh they're like exactly the same you guys all kind of follow your own um path and you know go to the own beat of beat of your own drum and it's just
1: and like the the substance in the song i feel like it's a lot deeper and a lot more relatable i think a lot of what you hear on the top 40 is is very broad like they almost they almost think the The more broad you are, the more people you'll connect to or reach. Yeah, you'll reach. But I I feel even though I'm not from Texas, the more descriptive you get and mention things in Texas, the more I can paint a picture and really relate to it.
0: Right. And I think it's different when when we're singing about the towns we grew up in, our friends and stuff. And then in Nashville, they might be similar content. But like those guys are just stretching, trying to trying to just toss words around to, to make a small town song. And it doesn't it, it, you can see through the the lack of the genuine, authentic aspect of it. So I think I think that's kind of part of it, too, is uh, have you y'all are familiar with that? How's um, a Brian Keene, Adam Hood song? Josh Abbott cut it. I'll sing about mine.
1: I, I listen to Josh Abbott. I'm not familiar with that one. I, I right. just dabble a little bit with
0: him. Check out check out that song. Adam Hood cut it. He was one of the writers. Uh, Brian King, um was another writer that cut it. But it's pretty much saying that you know, um, how how you know you guys. That's not what y'all grew up on. You're just you're just trying to trying to write about something you don't know about yeah. and just leave that to us. So uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty comical in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I like what uh, I don't know if you ever heard Sturgill Simpson's quote, but he said, "Why would you go to the one of the fastest growing cities in the U.S. to write songs about the country?" He's like, "I, I don't want to live in Nashville. I, I just well, I you should live in the country if you're going to write about country music." And I think he he's got a point. Yeah. Well. Right now, Curtis, I don't think I, we don't have much more for you, but we, we appreciate your time, man, and um, we, we'd love to do this again soon. We're we're really pleased with the album you put out, and we, we can't thank you enough, man.
0: Absolutely, I appreciate appreciate you guys having me back on. It's uh, works, it's always it's always a, a good time talking with you.
1: Yeah, of course. Hey, and when you when you hit it big, when you when when those labels come a- calling, don't you forget about bucks, man. We want to see. you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, deal.
2: I'll for anywhere <laughs> up here that you can find. Yes. All right, man, you guys take care. Thank you. You yeah. too. All right, later. See ya. All right, guys, make sure you uh, go check out Curtis Grimes and his newest album, Curtis Grimes. Uh, really great talking to him. Uh, uh, like we said earlier, that's the second time he's been on here. He's a phenomenal guy, um, and we really love what he's doing. But... Uh other things we want to mention, uh Shelby Lee is coming out with a song. Well, he came out with the song this week, so make sure you go check that one out and uh give him some love. We saw him in concert the other night and man, he did not disappoint. He hit every single song and you know, all the originals from him. It was phenomenal. He did a fantastic job.
1: Astro Van Live is freaking awesome. Yes, man.
2: absolutely. And uh really awesome brought his uh Guitar player with him, uh, Adam Kramer from Nashville. And then go give him a follow on Instagram,
1: Twitter. He's a good
2: dude. We sat and talked with him for a little bit. Yeah, sat with him and Shelby and had a good time. And then they picked up these two guys here from uh, the you know Nebraska-Iowa area. And those two just balled out last night. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome seeing them. Like, you know, they really not sure how much of his music they had heard before. You know he had hit them up, saying to asking them to perform with him, but they they hit it out of the park. They did awesome.
1: Yeah. So go check out go check out Curtis Grimes. Go check out Shelby Lee Low and any other artists we've had on this podcast. So we we've enjoyed talking with all of them. It's been a great time. We're glad we're back at it. A little less busy now. So hey, keep keep tuning in. We'll keep you guys updated on Twitter, Instagram, and keep looking for our podcast that'll be dropping. Yeah. Thank you, guys the of mine.